Hey, yo, hey, yo, yo, what's good? You're listening to Sin. 90.7. Hip? Hip hop? Hip hop anonymous? Damn you! You get him the easy one! You're listening to Sin Hip Hop. Yes, Jenny. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Sin Hip Hop. You are here on 90.7 FM or sin.org.au if you are tuning in online. You are here with Sarah Iman. I am talking to a really special guest today. I'm talking to Yibby. Yibby is an Ethiopian Australian rapper from Southeast Sydney who first made his debut into the Australian hip hop scene with the single Woe off his first EP, Lost in Translation. In the last couple of years, Yibby has been featured on FBI Radio, NME, Acclaim Mag, and is signed to powerhouse booking agent Niche Productions. Yibby's music is scattered with lyrical playfulness and can't be tied down to one sound alone, but has been likened to artists like Joey Badass and Earl Sweatshirt. I'd like to dearly welcome Yubi onto the show tonight. What's up, Yubi? How you going? Yo, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you. What's up? What's going on today? I'm chilling. Um, just coming out of lockdown, you know, back at it, getting ready to uh, put out more music and yeah, do the thing, you know. Do the thing. I heard that you've got an EP coming out soon. By the time that people get to hear this, it's already going to be out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? What's it called? Oh, yeah, the new one, it's called Tangent. Uh, yeah, it's a project I've been working on for a little while now. Yeah, it's it should be something refreshing, I think. Yeah, go get that. Go get that, guys. Go yeah. get that. Why Tangent? Uh, tangent, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the last project, Lost in Translation, this is kind of the next step, you know, taking taking the progress and, and stepping forward. And I just felt like it was kind of a natural progression. So yeah, that's why. Do you feel like you're in a better place now in terms of making music than you were with your last CP, Lost in Translation? Definitely. It's that, I don't know, it's kind of the 10,000 hours. So uh-huh. the thing, it's just like, the more you do something, the more you understand your craft, I feel like the more confident you get with it. And yeah, the, the more you have to uh, work from. So yeah, for sure. Give us a little bit of um, background into how you got into music. I got into music a few years ago. It was pretty natural. Like, I wasn't one, I'll be honest, I wasn't a kid that was like, oh, I want to be a musician. Uh, I grew up wanting to do that. I didn't really, but I always loved music. And I had a couple of friends that were doing it. And they were like, oh, yo, like, come in, come in, uh, like, try this out. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then kind of just gradually built from that, I feel like. And what's your favorite part about being a muso? Being a muso, I just think, I, I don't want to sound like it's forced or anything, but I honestly feel like just making making the music as simple as that is. Like, I, I just the satisfaction of having an idea and just executing it and seeing it come to fruition, even if it's not like a hundred percent exactly what you thought it was, but just bringing that that thing that's in your brain to life. I think that's probably it. Shows are sick too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shows are definitely sick. Yeah. Well, on that, shows are gonna be coming back up again do you have any gigs coming up soon we're planning something we're planning something special planning something i've been i haven't done a sydney show in a while now so we definitely got a sydney show coming in the very near future which should be cool bring bring some special people out as well uh but yeah definitely shows shows on the way with the pandemic and the chaos and being in lockdown for you know 
like a year or so if you were in Melbourne you've been locked down for almost two years how has that impacted your creative process well I just think a big change like that in your life and kind of your routine when you go from just going about your your day-to-day and then you stop doing everything you pretty much do for x amount of months you know it has a massive impact like changes the way you kind of think about stuff like your routine so yeah I, I think it was a uh it was probably more of a better thing for me than a worse thing. And just, uh-huh. there was a lot of time to reflect and just look at, look at what, what I do and what me as a, uh, we as kind of a group of like people, the people that I work with do. And yeah, just chop and change things. It was actually pretty cool. I think. Mm. What are some, some reflections you've had? Oh, I, I just think again, it just kind of like solidified that I want to take time with stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just, there's not really a rush or like a timeline that, I don't know, as, as much as people will kind of tell you or push you to, oh, uh, this this should happen at this point. I just think it's it's very much doing it when it feels right and making sure that you're happy with it and having the people around you that are going to help you do that. I think that was a massive reflection. And yeah, just kind of enjoying that, that process of doing it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that we're expecting a lot of energy from you next year. <laughs> okay, you know, always energy. We always got to bring that energy for sure. Do you feel like you've kind of stepped over that hurdle of being pressured to just pump out music? Uh, yeah, well, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was massive like pressure of people saying like, oh, you need you need to uh, put this out or put this out. But I just think as often as people that do this sort of stuff is like Mm -hmm. you you see what what uh the industry is doing and you see who's doing what and you feel like that then kind of reflects on yourself and I feel like I'm learning more to kind of just step back from that and and be cool to just do do my own thing you know so absolutely definitely hopefully we can hear that on tangent all right hopefully hopefully (laughs) it doesn't sound like I'm a mad rushed or um, I don't know, feeling a way about that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This year, you've worked with other artists like Arna Faraji and Lord Apex. How do you approach collaborations with other artists? And how important is it for you to collaborate with other artists? Yeah, I think it's super important for me and just the process of bringing something to life. Uh, for, for myself, when I'm making music, I kind of just think about who would be who would be the ideal person that I think would bring the most to a track or was suited the most and, and kind of uh, bring the character to life. And yeah, when when you, when I was approaching people like Apex, someone that I've listened to for a number of years and I and I really appreciate his music, I think that's super tight to kind of have have that. And also someone like Arno who's who's local and I, I've seen I've like supported on tour and I and I really respect what he does for our own scene. I think to have those two worlds kind of like merging together is really tight and yeah it's super important for me yeah what was it like collaborating with someone who's halfway across the world i don't i think it just speaks to kind of the whole the whole internet era of music that we're in right now it's like for sure you can message someone and they can send you something in that same day simultaneously you know what I mean I mean yeah you have to account for time differences like they'll be probably asleep or you'll be asleep when they're doing whatever but like I I don't know I think I think it's sick it's like you you could be working with people from places you've never been to or 
you might not even have thought that you would get to, but you know, because of this music and, and this um, these platforms that we have, we can do that. And I think it's really cool. It's, it's That's a testament to the work ethic, yo. Hey, maybe. It's a testament to the dream, to the vision. <laughs> if you the can vision, work with yeah, someone halfway vision. across the world. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta bring that. <laughs> you gotta bring that to life. A hundred percent. I want to mention the cover art for Tangent. It was done by your friend Musonga. Tell us a little bit about your creative vision for Tangent and the inspiration behind that. Well, the inspiration, I just think as a as a black man and, and just in my experiences, like there's a lot of duality between kind of like perception of who you are within society and like kind of your own in that like understanding of that and like I think putting myself in like a throne and putting myself in a suit is kind of like my I, I don't know interaction with that in that people may not see you in one light but you could also have that you know so yeah the uh like initial reference was a piece by Francis Bacon which is like quite quite similar um in kind of the positioning and whatnot but like mm-hmm. the homie Masonga really like brought it to life with his own style that Again, like I've used similar art, like that, like Basque art kind of neo-expressionist mm-hmm. style before, because I just think it kind of relates to my music in that it's a little bit all over the place, but it's still has a has has a sense of direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, for but sure. Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot a lot of um thought that was had going into it, and I think I think Masonga did a great job of kind of bringing that together you know it's really good to see music that is paired with thought out creative direction and I think you know Masanga did like you said a really good job in capturing everything you said the everywhereness of your music (laughs) in that and you know now that you mentioned it I can actually see that so it's just funny how like pairing the visual with the with the audio is just it's something beautiful can be made out of that hey for sure for sure I'm glad. Yeah. And I like the depth and the history. <laughs> you got to know your history. You got to know where you're coming from. I don't fully. Know. Fully. You got to try to pretend that you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Talk to us about your most undesired project. Um, thing. I, I, like, I like project. I like project. Yeah, project. It's cool. Uh, most undesired or MUD or MUD, whatever you're calling it. Um, yeah, it's just a kind of I'll tell you a project of me and a couple a couple of friends that yeah we just like making things whether that be clothes or like uh, music related pushing people's music from the local scene or wherever that we just think deserve more attention and yeah I think as these restrictions ease and whatnot it'll become more prevalent of what we're trying to achieve with that as we can do more shows and and have more like involvement in the scene you know so Mm -hmm. yeah that's what that's about I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit yeah put me on the spot if there's one artist that you could work with from Melbourne who would it be oh that's tough there's (laughs) I would say there's a lot of artists that I really like out in Melbourne Melbourne scene is just I don't know it's it's really it's really unique and I and I really like it but I gotta say, at the moment, I really like what um, Nasi Mars is doing. Like I've been, I've been liking his music, and it's due time that we that we do something. But shout out to like Barrow, shout out to um, 
Hancock, Manny Moolah, a lot of those guys, old YKM. There's some sick people out in Melbourne, and yeah, really fuck with that scene. Oh, really respect that scene. I mean to say. All right, well, since you put Melbourne on, do you want to go and put Sydney on? Any shout-outs? I can't do that. Whole <laughs> There's too, way too many people to name me. <laughs> not do that. Well, if you know, you know. Tell us with Tangent, what's yeah. one thing that you want people to really focus on with this EP? One thing to focus on? Uh, I think just taking it in as a body. I mean, I, I like I like singles and, and I like that, but I just think it would mean a lot to me if people really just kind of, well, as, as you do with most projects, most albums, but it would mean a lot to me if people just took the time to kind of take it in as, as a whole, because I think I definitely had that in mind when I was when I was creating it. So yeah, yeah. I think that, that's it. But yeah, just, I don't know, as well that, it just keeps it just keeps moving forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, in terms of in terms of this work and in terms of this music, that it's just gonna keep evolving. So mm-hmm. yeah. On this EP, did you work with Clockwork or- at Orange Clockwork? <laughs> that's where the name's from. Ah. Uh, that's where the name. Clockwork from. Odyssey. Did you work yeah. with Clockwork Odyssey on this EP? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, uh, they were on. They were on every track, but I also had help from another homie on one track. But yeah, like this, they're really, um, really good at what they do. Been working with them for a couple of years, and uh, I think just having that kind of chemistry just makes everything a whole lot easier in terms of making a sound that we think is a little refreshing. Yeah, yeah. so excited to hear it. Well, I guess my final question for you, Yubi, is. If there was one food that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, I'm not a massive food person, straight up. As what that, do you I, mean? That's the that most offensive thing I've ever heard in <laughs> my <whole> life. <laughs> it's essential, yeah. But I'm just going to say traditional Ethiopian, just for, for the people, for the Ethiopians out there, like that traditional food is great. Any specific? Nah, the whole thing. You know, the whole you thing. Know. All but right. Well, cuisine. We'll I'll say just say that cuisine. because I I kind of go to, but a lot of there's a lot of foods out there. Shout out. Nice. All right. Well, plug yourself. Where can we find you? Where can we stream your music? Where can we update ourselves on anything that you come you got coming up? U B Y I B B Y on most socials. You could also get at M U D at MUD on Instagram, on Facebook, on all of those things. Yeah, get me on Twitter as well. Make make some, some tweets. Yeah. You got Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter. It? Yeah, Twitter is funny. I feel like Twitter is the probably one of my favorites. At the, hey, I'm also trying to get on that TikTok shit. Oh TikTok if I can work it out. <laughs> it's just it's just humorous. If you didn't catch that, that was at Y-I-B-B-Y on Instagram. You can also follow Yubi on Spotify and Facebook. Uh, make sure to check out Tangent. Pretty sure that you're not going to dislike it because mm. it is good. You know, support local music, support local artists. Um, run those plays up. And also, don't forget to follow at Sin Hip Hop on Instagram and Facebook so you can catch this interview. And so you can stay updated on all our future 
episodes, interviews, etc. You are here on Sin Hip Hop with Sarah. Thanks, CB, for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That wraps up that interview, Sin Hip Hop fam. But don't you worry, there's plenty more. You can always listen into our show from 8 p.m. every Wednesday on 90.7 FM or sin.org.au. In the meantime, have a look at our socials. Just search Sin Hip Hop on Instagram, Facebook, and Omni.